The time we had to sit in silence Lingering on wars we've won Memories of the fallen Fade so easily in the sun Pour too many drinks for us Forgetting who the victim was No one's worried about the pieces We've yet to be picking up I don't wanna die young We just wanna have fun Taking shots like we used to Yeah Welcome to episode 3 of Deeper with Socrates. Our guest is Alexandria Agresta. She's an international speaker, TEDx speaking coach, and co-founder and current chief purpose pioneer of Purpose Pioneers. On this episode, we discuss the fact that entrepreneurs don't run businesses, they further movements. She provides the official definition of a thought leader. We discuss time not being a factor, but only witness, Disney being woke, and she shares how Gus gives her the best life advice. Alex Agresta. Alex, thank you so much for being on Deeper with Socrates. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm calm. This is like, we've made it. We've made it all the way from college to all the things that we've each been through. And now we have reconnected through this amazing podcast. What a, what a time. This is amazing. And, and you know, you're, you're jumping all over the place. I mean, you, you started in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So how does a girl from Cherry Hill end up in Orlando, Florida? What brought you here? Was there a plan or did you make the plan? Did you make the path on the way? I definitely forged my path. I forged my own path. I did have a, a relative game plan, but it changed as it usually does when an 18-year-old, you know, goes a thousand miles away from home. But, you know, I was taught at an early age to go out there and do what I want and be what I want and do the things that I want to do in this lifetime. And Cherry Hill is great, um, but I don't, I don't want to say a small town because it's pretty dang big, but I just had really big dreams and I, I, I never really felt like it fit within that mold and that was another thing like i wasn't taught to just do what the mold is teaching me to do like break the mold challenge a status quo so when i when i came across ucf actually a friend of mine in math class applied so i was like i'll check it out <laughs> so when i when i visited i just i fell in love it felt right and i've always been really intuitive and it felt really good and I pioneered. I've been pioneering since I was a young chap. And here I am. It led me from one city to the next to the next. And it's a huge, huge point in my journey, really pivotal for me. I mean, when you talk about moving locations, another thing comes to mind, which is family. Uh, I think that that's been the most difficult thing for me because it's hard for me to leave my parents behind. You know, they've taught me everything, even though they are in corporate America, nine to five, but they've always taught me the importance of really doing something on the side to ensure your retirement and also to live the lifestyle that, that you would like. I know that your dad played a huge role in your life. Oh man, yeah, I'm a daddy's girl. My first entrepreneurial guide and mentor, my dad. Um, so yeah, I mean, family is super important to me as well. And I've actually experienced a different dynamic with family. I have, you know, my blood family and my mom and my dad and I have a sister. And then I also have my friends who have become my family. You know, my business partner, Thomas, uh, Norma, she's one, my, one of my best friends from college. So, you know, in my traveling and in my pioneering, I have found that I can find family wherever I'm at. Of course, you know, my, my blood, my blood family, I, I always got to keep them close, but I found for me, you know, distance, I can keep them close in my heart and while I go travel and be far in distance. And I think, I don't know, they just birthed a little nugget that just needed to go travel and be a crazy person. 
But yeah, my dad, man, he taught me everything that I know. He is an entrepreneur and he just growing up, he taught me to, to go out there and get what I want and to do things that excite me and fulfill me. And the beautiful thing is he didn't just tell me, he showed me. And I think that is so important. Growing up, that's all I saw. I saw my entire family going out there and doing what they wanted to do and running businesses and having conversations. I mean, they love human connection. They love, you know, solving problems and being innovative. I don't really know if they said it like that, you know, almost 30 years ago. Um, but it, it was really the, the action speaking louder than words for me. I was so fortunate to be the sponge of things that I was seeing and feeling and hearing. And it was just, it was just a matter of time before I started my own damn business. It was, it's in my blood. <laughs> I don't think I really had a choice. I think entrepreneurship chose me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my dad has just been a really great guide. He's, he was always my dad, but he was also a friend and a guide. And it really added this beautiful depth to our relationship that I could really go to him with any life thing that I needed help with or support with. And he just always would say these little simple things that were so wise and so profound that got me on this path that I'm on. Like I, I couldn't have done it without his guidance and his mentorship. Orlando, a city full of theme parks, resorts, restaurants, bars, all the entertainment that you th think about currently mostly shut down, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. But hospitality is a common major here. So did you think about majoring in hospitality before you came to Orlando? Or was that something that you chose when you finally moved? What's really funny, I majored in business when I got here, right? Because I was like, business, management, entrepreneurship. I saw all these words on, on the options of majors to choose. I was like, oh, well, duh, I want to start a business. So I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. And you know what's so crazy? Once I got here, I hadn't even done business classes yet. But could so, right because the first two years are just like prereqs. You don't really start your major classes until junior, senior year. So I wasn't even doing business classes. And I just had this weird, intuitive change of heart that I needed to switch over to event management. I mean, I planned my own Sweet 16. So I loved events. I loved planning things. And now that I look back, like, I don't know why I got that hunch. But I, I think, I think for me, I wasn't meant to learn business in a classroom and in this traditional way, I had to go out there and just freaking do it. Cause that's what I did come sophomore year is when I started my first business and I just threw myself into the deep end. I was like, you know, I want to learn this like out in the field. I want to get my hands dirty while I'm, you know, getting this other awesome formal education. So I think it was just this divine intervention that let me get this really awesome degree, which was great when I actually got to Rosen, which was all of my Rosen College, which had all of my major classes. It was so much fun. But yeah, I feel like I guess why that happened was I had to I had to learn it on my own and, and do it with get my hands dirty and get mentors and join different organizations. And it was it was magical how it happened. Now that I'm reflecting on it, I've never actually said that out loud, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> In college, there's always so much going on. Many students focus strictly on the classroom, and I always knew that it would be through the internships, through the networking, that that would be where that would add value to my life. And I wish that more of our peers saw that. The College of Business made that a priority. Many people take their entire lives to find their purpose. However, you decided to just jump in in college. Tell us about my loop and how that came about. Yeah, oh my goodness, my loop, my, my first baby. I am all about human connection. I always have been. I love being around people. I love having conversations. I love speaking. That's why, I mean, ha looking at my life, I'm like not surprised I do the things that I do. I'm a speaker. I do live events. I go, to, I go to events. I go to music festivals. Like I want to be 
around humans. That's where I come alive. And I also best learn through conversation and being around people. So, you know, it's, it's really crazy. Once I got to college, I noticed that it was like this weird new situation I was in that I had to just like go out and make friends with strangers. And I was like, I mean, I'm great at this, but it's pretty hard. Like this isn't as easy as it was when we were four years old, just like going up to people and like licking them at daycare, right? Or like poking them, right? It was very easy when, you know, we were still developing and we didn't have all the, you know, things that we have in our hearts and heads and souls and beliefs and and our fears. And like, that doesn't develop yet, right? Now I have all these things. And I'm like, this is pretty crazy. Like, I can't imagine that like everyone can do this. That This is a little scary and a little hard, even for someone like me, who's like very extroverted loves to talk, can talk to freaking strangers all day long. So I had this hunch. I was like, we need to like reinvent social media. And this was, oh my God, what was this? 2012, 2013. And I still believe this. I, <laughs> my loop actually may be rebirthed because of this podcast episode. <laughs> so I had this hunch that we needed to reinvent, not reinvent the wheel, but reinvent the intention of social media, right? How are we connecting? I was obsessed with how are we connecting with each other? How are we facilitating connection? How can we get people out behind their doors, like in their homes and out behind the screens and be with each other in an aligned way? So my loop was birthed and really the, the initial intention, it, it evolved, evolved many, many, many times. But the initial intention was to create these loops, which are communities around aligned interests, aligned values, aligned purpose to really make people feel excited, feel safe when they're interacting and connecting with strangers, right? Like, I don't want to just talk to random people. I want to talk to people that believe in what I believe and can push me and, and we vibe, right? So it was this really awesome platform. It was a, it was, it was, I guess an, it started as an app, but then it, it, you could use, it was more of like a software. It evolved to be like a software. We could use it on any platform or any device. And yeah, it was these really awesome loops, these communities and man, I took it pretty far. I got into a really competitive accelerator, like a business accelerator. I won an award. I almost got an investment. I was about to like move out to a new city. I took it pretty damn far. It was really fun. <laughs> I remember like all the college homies, they're like, what? Like I was like this little nugget, just starting a business, not really knowing what's going on, but it was really fun. <laughs> Alex was bawling over here. <laughs> gonna say everything <laughs> well I, I was also gonna say it's you just gotta try it you just gotta give it a whirl you know you know what it did Socrates it it invited me into this new layer of bold and courage and just the way people would look at me like wow you look like me and you're the same age as me and like what are you doing over there I want to be a part of that and it was really incredible for you know, I was, I, I was so used to my dad and my family looking at me with that, like, I admire you and you're bold and courageous. You can go out there and do it. And I was doing it. And, and I was receiving that, that love and that affirmation from people that like, I got this, this isness, the isness inside of me. And I was just doing it. Like I didn't have, I did definitely didn't have a plan to, to start a business when it did, how it did. And I was just, I was just going with the flow and what I learned about myself so early on is it's miraculous. And like, I want everyone to learn the things that I got to learn, like the general things I got to learn, how to uncover your purpose, 
What brings you joy? What, what, what's creativity to you? How to connect, how to have conversations, how to network. Like you don't learn this stuff in a freaking classroom. I now want to create a class around like the life things that I got to learn by running a business and just what I uncovered about myself. I would have never been able to do that unless I just dove headfirst in with all the courage I could access at that time. And it only keeps compounding. Like the amount of courage I now have is nuts. <laughs> and I want to teach people how to access that inside of them. They really can. And entrepreneurship is a beautiful path to do that. I'm glad that your first official experience, let's say, was a positive one and that you got to learn so much and that some people, you know, it may take you out, but for you, it made you dive even deeper and learn about yourself, which I think is something that our current experience has, has really offered to us. People have really been able to take a step back, reflect, learn about themselves. What are their priorities? What is life really looking like? College experience, great. You have my loop going on, but then college comes to an end. Talk to me about the transition from I'm graduating, what am I doing with my life now? I did my loop, but it's a new chapter. How did, uh, how did your new venture come about? What did you jump into? How did you discover it? Oh my God. I haven't, I don't know if I've ever gotten asked that question in that way. I'm like nostalgic right now thinking about when, when I graduated and what I like my the headspace I was in. You're on deeper with Socrates, different expectations. Love it. I, you are living up to it, my brother. This is amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So my loop, for any aspiring entrepreneurs out there, especially if you're in college, my loop didn't make me a dime. It didn't make me a dime, but it gave me all the things that I needed in order to make money with my next venture. So if you're out there and, and you have ideas, maybe you started one and it didn't quote unquote go anywhere, trust me, it's going somewhere, right? Not everything is in our lives to give us monetary value. It could be in our lives for Oh my God, all the other value in our lives that's even better than money. So Milo didn't make me a dime and I didn't really care. I really didn't care because it was, it was fulfilling me in so many more ways. I was like, holy shit, like I need to learn this stuff. I need to know this stuff. So once, uh, well, while I was, I was getting Milo off the ground, I was serving as well and I was crushing it with serving. I mean, I did not like it because it was not fulfilling. It was not aligned with what I wanted to do in the world, but it was some good money, especially in Orlando <laughs> with all of the, like, you know, the booming hospitality. I mean, I was making bank. It was nuts. So December, 2016 comes around. That's when I graduated. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm not getting, I would get some money from, from FAFSA, from financial aid, like that I was no longer getting right. Like no school money anymore. Like I'm out on my own. Like I am fully, oh my God, I am fully independent. And I had a freak out. I was like, oh my, I don't know what to do. Like, what am I going to do? I, I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. I want that to be my full-time income, but I'm not quite there yet. So I had this just bit of a, a freak out and I, I had a really good serving job that I was making a ridiculous amount of money. And I was like, all right. And I had a really flexible schedule. So I was really grateful for that. So I was like, all right, I am going to work as a server for only one year out of college. That is my deadline. I gave myself a deadline. I was like, Alex, you're not doing this game. You're not doing this game where you say you're going to do something and you don't. Like I really wanted to hold myself to my word. And I was like, in that year of working as a server, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And I didn't really know what I was figuring out, but I was like, this is my deadline. I'm going to figure it out. And I know I have courage and I have passion. I have purpose. I know something's going to unfold for me. Things started to unfold for sure. But December, 2017 came around. And I was still serving and I had no game plan to leave. And that, that was actually the month that I moved into Canvas, 
which is where I met my business partner, where I launched my current company, which is amazing and successful. So it's just really crazy looking back, like all the seeds were being planted and everything was happening divinely. So I moved into Canvas, which is a co-working space for anyone who's um, curious what Canvas is, a place where you can go meet people, you can work at a desk from your laptop, get snacks. It's freaking awesome. So that was a huge move. That was like legendary for me. I was like, I'm going in the direction. I'm around entrepreneurs. I'm around who I need to be, but I was still serving. And I was like, I, I, was, I was mad at myself. It's like, you did not follow through on your word. And all you have at the end of the day is your word. That's all we got. So January 2018 came around and I just, I started hunkering down. I stopped drinking and partying for like six months after coming out of college for four years. That's a decade. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like just like partying my ass off for four years. Like I just cleaned up. And I had what I call a friend's cleanse. I cleansed everyone who in my life who wasn't aligned. I was like conquering down, right? I was just turned 22 at this time. I was like, I'm not playing. Or I was about to turn 23. And right, right around that age, I was like, I'm not playing around. All I have is my word. I have my dream. I'm making this come to life. And that April is when I quit serving forever. Actually, April, 20, or April 15th, 2018. I have this little thing that I wrote myself when I quit and April 15th is now like my holiday. So I quit. Sorry, this was, um, I think this was 2017. I don't know. I'm getting my years mixed up. But anyway, I wrote this little thing to myself as I quit. And I was like, this is the day that Alexandria Ray Agresta lives in her damn truth for the rest of her life. And she doesn't let money be the only thing that rules her world. And she wants to live with a life of passion and purpose and authenticity. And I never looked back. You know, what's crazy. I quit. The next month I got my first, my first deal. My first, like I'm an entrepreneur and I got a client. And the next month I got an even bigger deal. And then the next month is when Purpose Pioneers was, was birthed, which is my company now, which is freaking soaring. So it's crazy. I couldn't have possibly imagined what was coming my way, but I, y- you just have to trust. You have to trust in the process. And our mind, like our little monkey mind, it always wants to figure everything out. It wants to know everything. Like, what about this? What about this? Everything needs to be accounted for. And <laughs> entrepreneurship laughs at that. <laughs> Not many things are accounted for in entrepreneurship. And I really just believe, think my, my trust in myself and in my movement and, and what I was doing, it led me to manifesting what it is that I wanted. And I'm not saying times weren't rocky financially after that, but it was... It was a, it was a slower climb up, but we got to the top. We got to the top. And now to, to be financially abundant is really crazy feeling that I didn't even know I could feel in my lifetime. It's interesting that you mentioned that there's many people that start a business and even though you're solving a problem and in most cases, you're still doing it for the financial gain. Um, There's people in jobs and careers that are doing it only for the financial gain. There is no purpose. I understand that you have to go through your hardships in life, but Alex, what would be your recommendation for someone that may be in a position that they're not necessarily happy or feeling purposeful in? Should they find purpose in their current position or is it just time to move on? I'm a, I'm a hot or cold type person. I'm a hot or cold type person. I'm a yes or no type person. So what I would do with that person, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. <laughs> We're going to do rapid fire. And, and here's what's cool. So I actually learned this. Um, at my, I, I spoke internationally for the first time right before Corona. Thank God. And there was this incredible speaker talking all about the heart. And he shared this fact. 
our heart knows what we want three seconds before our mind does. So there's really powerful exercises to turn your mind off and just get asked a series of questions so you can answer with your heart. And the person will know if, you know, maybe there, maybe it's rectifiable, you know, maybe there is alignment that I can find within this position or whatever. And they'll know if it's time to move on, right? Like our heart will, will pull and pull and pull. It has this funky little way of just nagging at us, right? Like I'm not happy. I need to go do the thing that I want to do. So for me, you know, it's funny, like so many people ask me this question, like, how do I do this? How do I do the thing I want to do? And you know what the, the answer is? Freaking do it. You need to leap. You need to jump. If you sit there and try and calculate all the variables, you're never going to do it. Right. And then, and then we go, well, what if I fail? What if I don't do this? What if, what if, and you know what I say? There's another side to what if, what if you succeed? What if you do phenomenal? What if you uncover parts of, about yourself that you could have never dreamt possible? What if you become fulfilled? What if, what if, what if, right? We're, we're, we're conditioned to look at the negative side of what if, and I never looked at it that way. I was conditioned to look at the positive side of what if. What if I become a freaking badass? What if I become a renowned entrepreneur? What if I become an international speaker? What if, what if this, this, this? If, if you recondition your mind to look at the, I don't want to just say the positive because it's not just the positive, but it's, it's the optimistic side, right? Like you can sit there and, and try and figure out all the variables, kind of bog you down. It's not going to be a lot of fun. But if you just leap and have faith and just close your eyes and freaking jump, trust me, hands are down there waiting for you. I don't know whose hands, but they're there because I've jumped many times and I will continue to jump. And every single time I am caught on the way down by God, universe, spirit, I don't know, what have you, but that trust, you just have to trust in yourself and just go and stop thinking, like turn your brain off for once <laughs> and just go. You mentioned something powerful before. You were a waitress and you were making a good amount of money. Where does the switch come where I'm going to live a purposeful life and money is no longer my goal? Where did that switch come about? Where did you decide to make your purpose your number one priority? I think I'm, really, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to uncover the moment that it, it really switched for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm um, an investigator type person. I like to dig and dig and dig and go deep and deep and deep and keep asking why, why. And I just like to uncover because there's so much more beyond the surface. And, and I think I just got to this question that I asked myself in reflection or conversation. I don't really remember when, like when I'm on my deathbed, what are the things that I'm going to be thinking about? Like what's going to be whizzing through my mind as I'm passing on into whatever's next memories, my friends, my family, my legacy the epic things I did, the places I went. Not a single thing around money was one of my answers, right? Like it's, it's societal, dude. We're conditioned, man. We are conditioned to like be obsessed with money. And it's only one variable. There are so many other variables. And again, that's the investigator in me. I'm like, wait, money's only one thing. There's so many other things. Why aren't we talking about that? Or like, why aren't we talking about fulfillment and joy and creativity and imagination and love? Like, why aren't we talking about those things? So something just switched for me that there was no amount of money in the world that I would willing to be willing to receive if I had to sacrifice my fulfillment. That it was just a switch and it was right around, right when I gave myself that deadline of no more serving. It's like, I don't care if I'm making bank. I'm miserable. I, I'm crying when I get home. Like there's no, I'd rather be broke 
and be, and be fulfilled and happy. It's, it's not, it wasn't worth my, my, my psyche and my, and my emotions and my soul anymore. It just wasn't worth it. And this is why we see people have like midlife crises and just quit and go, I'm starting a, a sewing business <laughs> or I'm starting like write some like seemingly random crazy business, but it's been something they've been wanting to do their whole lives, right? Like at the end of the day, we could die in an instant. And I, I, I conditioned myself to, to say, if I were to die in 10 minutes, when I go out, would I be happy with everything that I had done up until now? And would I be happy and fulfilled with the person that I was in that moment? And that shapes me to just do epic shit all the time, no matter what. Riding that roller coaster. <laughs> um, it's scary, but it's fun. <laughs> it's, but I think that that's what makes life exciting, right? I mean, if, if you know exactly what life is going to be like, then what's the point of living it? I feel like it's all about the, the entire journey. And that's the purpose of this show, showing people that it is about all the ups and downs. For me, all experiences are neutral. And we choose to put the meaning behind it. Whatever it means to you, that, you know, you put that on that experience, but that experience is neutral. I love that. It's true. That's the way that I think about it personally. So earlier you talked about the importance of relationships. So I know that you have a co-founder. So talk to me about how you knew that Thomas, when it came to this journey and purpose pioneers was the right guy to go on journey on you know it's so crazy you're not serious when you put your head in, in into your palm like that <laughs> I know. oh my goodness you know we talk about this all the time now i mean man we're we're oh my god is it july <gasps> it's about to be july 7th tomorrow wait tomorrow's oh good to know it's my dad's birthday and <laughs> and it's purpose pioneer's birthday july july 7th was the day Man, three years ago, that Purpose Pioneers was burst. I wish you would have told me. I would have brought a cake or oh something. You would have had it virtually. Come on. We had to make a big deal. Out of you know, what? so you said three years for the five years, we're going to do another show. Yes. And we're going to get a cake. You're going to party on your <laughs> end or my end. You know what? I'll fly out. We'll do something, though. It has to be big, though. How divine is this? See, I didn't plan this. I'm just, I'm lost in space and time over here. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. So what a beautiful day to celebrate and be diving into this conversation. So Thomas and I, we talk about this all the time, like, you know, Purpose Pioneers in this movement, it just goes so beyond, it goes beyond like comprehension and, and even words. And I'm pretty damn good at words and, and describing things and speaking. And I really think like it chose us. And I'm a very spiritual person and I believe everything is energetic and, and I believe not just humans have life force, like movements, like a business is a movement and a movement has a life force. And I, I just, just as much as we chose it, I think it found us, man, because it's just so divine how it all happened. But that, that month when I moved into Canvas, the co-working space, he was there and I walked in and we just hit it off. Like as if we knew each other for hundreds of years, it's like when we started having conversation, it's like we had been talking and hanging out for months already. It's like we didn't skip a beat. So I'm, I mean, I have some theories that like, I don't know, maybe we met in a last lifetime. Like, <laughs> I got some theories, like some metaphysical crazy theories, but it's just, we just knew. We just knew. We, I mean, we, we first hit it off as just friends. Like he's, he's like my brother. I always, I always joke around. I'm like, we were twins in a last life. <laughs> and I was, the, I was the twin that was older by like 30 seconds. I would like always get you into trouble. <laughs> 
so we just hit it off as like such close best friends and we could talk for hours I mean we still do I just hung out with them in person a couple of weeks ago we talked for seven hours straight without even like realizing <laughs> so we just hit it off and we have such similar ideals and values and beliefs and we were we were just headed in a very similar direction around how can we align what we do to make money with what we do to experience meaning and fulfillment we were obsessed with purpose and profit alignment as we call it so we were hanging out doing our thing focusing on our own businesses my loop at the time and his company his other company at the time and right around like april may june ish we just started having ideas of things and we're and we just we started saying like maybe maybe someday we'll start a business together like we kept we started saying this i don't know why and then I had come up with this idea. It was called the purpose first canvas. It was like this canvas to uncover your purpose and then align it in your business. It was really cool. And I was like, Thomas, do this with me. It's like, I don't know what I'm saying or like what do this with me means, but like, just do this with me. And you know, he, he rejected me. He denied. He said, Alex, I know. He said, Alex. Thomas, I told you. <laughs> He's like, Alex, I want to say yes, but like, I got to focus on, on my business. I was crushed and I was like, damn, that's, I think that's the first no I've gotten <laughs> from someone I really love and care about. And I was like, all right. And I don't know, a I think he must've just slept on that, harbored it and was like, I don't think that was the right decision. And a couple weeks later, I get a phone call on July 7th, 2017. I get a phone call and he says, Hey, come to canvas. I was like, all right, what's up? Like, we just, you want to kick it? Like, what do you want to do? He's like, I got to show you something. I was like, ooh, I lived five minutes away. I was in there in probably two minutes. I whizzed over, I walk in and I see things on a whiteboard. I just see things written out and he turns the laptop to me and I just see this domain, like he bought this website and it said Purpose Pioneers. And he looked at me and he was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what's going on in this moment. <laughs> but do you want to do this with me? And I said, absolutely. And there we, there you have it, folks. <laughs> and now we're here. And it's just to answer your question. It's just, it's just, we just knew. It just, it just, it was. It just is and was. And now reflecting back on it, the universe conspired to put us in the in the right city, in the right room at the right time, so the movement could could select us. And. Man, he's the greatest human that I know. Businesses provide solutions and all types of, of cool things, but you don't describe them as businesses. They are movements. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I was watching some footage of myself from 2017, and I had been saying this word movement since inception of, of Purpose Pioneers. And recently, over the past, I'd say eight months, it's just come back even grander and even more clear. So I have this belief that we as entrepreneurs, we don't run businesses, we further movements. And what that means to me is the movement has the, it embodies the purpose. It embodies the values. It's this thing that's so much bigger than all of us that we want to be a part of, that we want to further together. A movement is what moves people to action. It's what inspires them to want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. It's, it's this life force. It's this energy force. And yeah, I'm not saying that businesses can't be inspiring, but my point is it's how do you see yourself 
right? It's all about the intention behind our words. Am I an entrepreneur or am I a champion of a movement? Am I a speaker or am I a thought leader? Right? To me, it's all about the intention and the, the feeling behind the word and how do I identify? How do I describe myself? I'm like, I am an entrepreneur that runs a business. Hell no. I say, I'm a thought leader furthering a movement. And people go, whoa. I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah. I saw the hand go up. That's why I How does an individual or an entrepreneur become a thought leader? Define thought leader and how do I and the people here become one of those? Because that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, Socrates, you are a thought leader in the moment right here, right now. You are boldly and courageously launching this podcast and having these conversations and you're leading transformative thought. So I have to like, a lot of people have asked me, what does it mean to be a thought leader to you? And, and you know, the, the definition is consistent because I, I share what, what comes through in the moment, but I got to get like clear on a clear on a definition, like my textbook definition, but really it's, it's someone who acts with courage. It's someone who steps foot in the arena, right? The arena where I can get knocked down and beat down, but I stand back up every time. It's someone who leads transformative thought. And more specifically, it's someone who does that from a stage. So Socrates, your stage as a thought leader is your podcast. And you never know. You never know what this could become. It could become a workshop in person. It could become this live event where you invite everyone to. There's something magical about the stage. Being on a stage where I can lead this thought, where I can stand up and be open and vulnerable in the moment with strangers, with the hope that my story and my truth could transform someone or, or impact someone in some minute way, right? So it's, it's this, a thought leader is a purpose pioneer, someone who embraces the unknown with a courageous and curious spirit. It's someone who's bold enough and courageous enough to lead with the heart. It's someone who speaks up and walks down the road less traveled. It's someone who challenges the status quo and it's someone who does it from a stage. Now that we're currently going through the pandemic, a lot of people are on, on here, on Zoom. How are you feeling this new virtual experience? Now that the stage is not, you know, not a possibility at this time, how, how, have, how has the shift to virtual been in this situation? Things, what, should hit the fan like March 12th. <laughs> I remember the day, somewhere around there. And, you know, right now what I'm doing, a part of, so we have two branches of Purpose Pioneers and one branch is everything that I'm talking about, how to transform entrepreneurs and thought leaders, how to turn businesses into movement, all from speaking on stages, whether that's virtual, in person. So all of my clients were speakers or are speakers. And this happened and it's like, life comes to a screeching halt. It's like, what do I do? Events are canceled until the foreseeable future. And I want to share this principle that I share with my clients, my community, that's been really transformational, that you're on stage every day. The world is your stage. And just because, you know, the Mac daddy of stages, the in-person, the one that we want to be on, just because that's closed temporarily does not mean that your stage has stopped. And that's the beauty. Like we hold the power within. And when we as thought leaders can recognize that I'm on stage every day, my stage never goes away. The pivot was easy, right? So back in March, myself, my clients, my community, the, 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 the pivot was so easy to switch to speaking virtually because we were all primed with that mindset. It's like, we were ready for this. We're like, what? This is nuts. And I wish this didn't happen, but like we were ready for it because 
again, the stage is, is alive and thriving always beneath the, the rubble of chaos. You know what always remains? The stage. Actually, the stage is what can thrive during chaos. We need thought leaders during times like this. We, people are looking for the next wave of leadership. Who am I going to follow? Right? Like, what, what do I believe in? Who validates those beliefs? Like, who do I want to listen to? During times of chaos is when thought leaders speaking on stage is the most important. So I'd say the pivot was really easy and it, it just shifted to, you know, I did a ton of podcast interviews. That's a stage. I did an Instagram live show. That was fun. I did a radio show. I did, um, there were tons of virtual summits going on when all the events were canceled. Event planners pivoted to hosting virtual events. So my God, the stage never goes away. It, it's the belief if you believe that it goes away, well then yeah, it'll go away. But if you believe it's there, you just got to look for it. You got to find some more possibility. It's, you can crush it during times of chaos and you can crush it virtually as well. We're in the age of technology. And even though we have Excel and we can create all these need spreadsheets, it seems that we're going away from yeah. the spreadsheet and that you're leading that movement. So how do you convince a company that it's not about the profit, it's about the purpose. By you putting your purpose first, then the profit will follow. How do you turn the heads? And second part of that question is, I know it may be easy to sell leadership on that idea. How do you sell the employees on that idea? Hmm. Amazing question. So to answer the first part, it's two, two parts. Number one, leading by example. I would say all of our clients, they're attracted to us in the work that we do because we live it and we breathe it and we are it. Purpose pioneers is sexy. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm saying. Man, people love that name. They're like, Purpose Pioneers, what? <laughs> and it, it's just really beautiful to be in partnership with clients because they can see that we live it and we breathe it and we are it, right? Like we walk the walk and talk the talk. We are a thriving, successful, profitable, purpose-driven business that's named as Purpose Pioneers for God's sakes, right? It doesn't get any better than that to see it live in action. So that's number one, right? If, if you want to teach others something. You need to be it yourself. That's, I mean, that's just like basics. And then part two, and I think you'll like the Socrates because you seem like a uh, systems persons and process and right, like how can I put everything into the puzzle and make it fit beautifully? And then I see this amazing picture at the end of the puzzle. So we have figured out a way to bring all this lofty purpose, seemingly pie in the sky type stuff down to earth. We call it bringing the sky to the soil and systematizing it. So we've developed systems and processes around all of these lofty principles like purpose, values, vulnerability, empathy, imagination, creativity, right? All of these energy forces that we need in culture. But I believe the reason why majority of businesses don't operate in this purpose-driven, values-driven way, they don't have a system. They're like, hey, that sounds great in theory, but how the hell do I translate this to paper? How do I do this in a task-oriented way, right? Like the mind steps in, right? We need the heart and the mind to work together. And we believe the best way to do that is through systemization. So that's our whole thing. We systematize purpose. We give you systems and processes to bring forth joy, fulfillment, purpose, values, empathy, vulnerability, imagination every single day in the company. And it's, it's literally miraculous. It's, it's so awesome to like be a part of willing something into existence. 
and people using it and their lives are changed and impacted and it's it's pretty wild. So to answer your second question, how do you get the employees bought in? It's by getting the leadership bought in. So we work with CEOs and the leadership team first. They need to be bought in and they need to embody it first. Right? If I'm if I'm an employee, I'm looking at leadership. What are you doing? How are you playing your part? Right? Actions speak louder than words. So it's so important we work first with the leadership team only. Right? Like we're, we like come in like little secret private detectives and we're like in the, in the office for a couple of months and we're inviting the CEOs to embody what it means to be a purpose pioneer, to be a purpose driven CEO and really teaching them these systems and how this is going to work. And cause it's, it's changed. Things are going to look different and feel different. And then from there, I mean, because of the day and age that we're in that not, a, a lot of companies are really fully purpose driven. You come out, have a team meeting and let everyone know we have these really cool people <laughs> that are going to help this company become exciting and fulfilling. You're going to freaking love what you do. The employees are like, holy shit, I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> they just light up. And it, it's, it's this beautiful integration of company and purpose and values, but also this integration of leadership team and the employees. You know, from one of our big clients, I've just seen this, Thomas is the lead on it, but you know, we're, we're, he's always reflecting what's going on day to day within this business. And it's this beautiful, just integration and, and relationship between leader and employee. And it really just, they become one. And this is now a company that people, there's like a line out the door for people to work at this company. It's nuts. Like they, and that's the beauty of purpose and values. It makes you become magnetic. You don't have to look for clients anymore. You don't have to look for team members. They freaking come to you. Because you're this like powerful magnetic force of abundance, really. And people are like, oh, I want to be a part of that. And yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> Alex, so you are a very energetic person. You're you're out here. I know that you're in a relationship, but if Alex was on one of these dating yeah. apps, what would your what would your about me section be like? <laughs> okay, well, one, I'm not gonna be on a dating app even if I am single, because those things be crazy. <laughs> um, man, what the hell would Alex's bio say? <laughs> I don't even know. It'd probably be my mantra, my philosophy that I live by, and the book that I'm writing, which is over here on my sticky, my sticky notes, which is that things don't take time, they take courage. I'd probably just be really philosophical and and mysterious with my bio and and motivational because like you know i i don't know any other way to be and then maybe maybe i'd be like if you value i'd probably have some type of statement of like if you value this then like let's go grab some chipotle <laughs> I, I would just say you know what just just message me like what chipotle we're going to what time let's start it there <laughs> A mutual friend of ours was actually in town this past weekend and he has this little phrase that he likes to say and it's we're just getting started and it's extremely meaningful to him i've grown to love it as well i know that on your right arm you have the word embrace oh my god i think this is my favorite podcast i've ever been on ever Socrates like yeah no i'm the man i'm the man <laughs> so embrace i got this 2018 when i adjust i had just started purpose pioneers it was fresh i just you know gotten in this incredible partnership with Thomas. I had just recently graduated college. I had just moved out to Denver. So this is that's, at the time of this recording, I'm in Denver, Colorado. 
just randomly up and moved because, you know, that's my thing. I like to pioneer. <laughs> um, so I was just in this incredible, all these things were happening. And I was what only, I'm 26 now. So that was when I was 24. So, I mean, I'm still in my early twenties doing all these incredible things. And I'm just like, I don't even know, like, who am I? What am I? Like, what's, I just have those moments of like, what, what is life in a, in a really incredible way. And I'm in all these transitions and I'm in this new place and it's really easy to get overwhelmed and to think and to have to know all the variables, right? Like a very common thing, common theme throughout our, our episode. It's easy to get in the monkey mind. And I just kept saying this word, like, I just want to lean in and embrace life. I just want to lean in. And I, I took a step back and I was like, I am doing that. I am leaning in. I am embracing. I am living a really fucking epic life. Like what is going on? What an incredible ride that I'm on. And yeah, this, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten a tattoo in a while. And it, I was like, that's it. I want this word. It's right on my forearm too. So I can always see it. Other people can see it too. It's just a beautiful reminder that life is a journey and I get to choose to just lean in and experience it and flow every single moment. I can get out of my mind and just live fully from the heart and from the soul and see what life has in store for me. You're so poetic about life, but every time you speak about it, it reminds me of a music festival. Hell yeah. That gets pumped. <laughs> You're listening to great music with the people that you love. You're meeting incredible people from all over the world. It's an experience that it's difficult to explain to those that have not experienced it. That is true. Again, something that we're targeting here is just that life is about the entire journey. Alex, I know that even though you, you didn't go to school, for, you know, for psychology, but I feel like you have the real world experience because you've gotten to know so many people through so many interactions. Yeah. What are some of the tools that people may be able to use to have a more positive outlook? Mm. Okay, so one, I'm flattered that what I said reminds you of a music festival <laughs> because I love music festivals. I want to become a DJ. That's going to be like my next thing that I do. I'm going to throw a music festival. I'm going to play at Red Rocks. You heard it here first. Oh, I got big plans. I love music. It's a big part of my life. And that's just it, Socrates. Like, I've, it, you're so right. Like, we can't explain what it's like to be at a music festival unless, like, you're there and you experience it. You're there because you want to be there. You're excited to be there. You're with great people, with great vibes. You're, it's, like, on top of the world. And that right there, uh, to answer your question, I, I have this, this theory. And I don't know if this is going to be like a book in itself, if this is going to be like the title of something, it, it's, it's budding into something, but I think life is a freaking party. <laughs> and what I, even if you don't like to party, what I mean by that is think, think of a part, any type of party that you've been to, that you were like, that was the most epic party I've ever been to, whether it was a graduation party, whether it was a wedding, whether, whether it was a bridal shower, whether it was a dope college house party, whether it was a music festival right? Like we remember the epic parties that we've been to because it was great vibes. It was good people. Maybe you did something epic that you wouldn't have done before. Maybe you jumped into the pool naked. Maybe you had a, a conversation with a stranger from some crazy outer world, outer space world that like, and then they just disappeared and you're like, I just had this amazing conversation, right? Like all these incredible things can happen at a party and you will forever remember the most epic parties right? Like, and to me, we, we get callous, we get callous and, and dim as we get older. 
And like, I never want to lose my spirit. I never want to lose that bold four-year-old in me that walks into the shop or shopping store with her freaking Spider-Man costume on or my princess costume on, right? Like just owning the place, right? Like I don't want to lose that fierceness and that aliveness. And if we remember that it's there and we just see life as this beautiful party or this music festival, whatever you want to look at it as, you can see the, the positive. You can see the possibility in every single moment because it's there. Trust me, it doesn't go away. Even in your darkest times, right? Even in my painful, dark times, possibility and fun and joy and meaning, it's there. It's right here. I just need to choose to integrate that right into my life. It, things can be painful and amazing at the same time, which is nuts. It's like birth right there, right? It's very painful and then it's amazing. She had this little nugget that you just burst into the world, right? Or like, you know, when crazy accidents happen, but then it, it, it brings someone back to life or, or all these things. Like, I think it's just about this integration that life doesn't have to be dim and boring and lame and painful. Yeah, that's part of it. I'm not saying eliminate it. Hell no, we need that stuff. But it really can be what you make it. Like, look at it as a fucking party, man. Who doesn't want to party? However, whatever that party looks like to you, right? For Christmas, we had this Secret Santa event at work. And my supervisor actually got me one of these cool little calendars where you tear off a page a day. And today's quote of the day is, we must embrace pain and burn it as fuel for our journey. Oh, yeah. The universe connected us today. There's just too much quote of the day. It's your anniversary at, you know, with the company. It's your dad's birthday. There's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on. My God, we, me and that calendar are connected. <laughs> universe is magical like that man universe is always speaking to us or whatever higher power you believe in i think it's always talking to us i feel very connected and with all that's going on like just energetically in the world because of that faith and trust so yeah i think another another thing like how to live life joyously and with fun and fulfillment trust trust yourself trust in the journey trust that you are here for a reason and trust that it really is gonna work out. To me, whatever higher power you believe in, I, I call it Gus, God, universe, spirit. So Gus, to me, Gus wants me to have an amazing freaking life and is conspiring at every moment to make sure that Alexandria Ray Gresta is living her best life and being her best self, right? And, and to me, it's just fun. Like I like to put a fun spin on it. And you know, I am the center of my universe and you are the center of your universe, so be, the center of your, like, be that bigness and know that, like, you are here for a reason and you're here and destined to do incredible things. And, like, you are the man, you are the creator of your own reality. It can be shitty or it can be really epic and really fun. You have that choice every single day. I think I'm going to cut that part out of the interview and put it as my morning alarm. I think I'm just going to wake up to those words every single morning. <laughs> Alex waking you up every morning with those words. That's so good. <laughs> you should offer that. Have these motivational just phrases that people could set up as their alarms every morning or reminders throughout the day to keep them motivated. I always joke around like I'm at this point and, and oh, I wanted to say too, thank you for, for saying that I'm poetic. That was really, that was like, whoa, that feels really good. So thank you for that. Speaking for so long and running this business and being a people person, I always joke around. I'm like, I'm just like a walking motivational quote. <laughs> Like I speak, I, I speak in quotes now. It's, it's like pretty dope, but I tie it all together and I add my little fun flair. So it's like this 
little freaking millennial blonde woman who's being really poetic and motivational, but really silly and weird and fun at the same time. <laughs> it's a very fun balance that I'm in. I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's great that you get to balance it out with all this fun. I was spoiled with Disney as a kid. Both of my parents worked and, and still work for the company, but I don't think that I really got to admire the characters until later in life. Now I'm all about Winnie the Pooh. I'm all about Peter Pan. And I'm like, Disney gets it. Like Disney gets it. That's why they're so successful. Dude, on that, I just watched Toy Story 4 a couple weeks ago and I was like, yo, Disney gets it. I was like, Disney's woke. Disney is woke. I was like, the lessons that are being taught, the things that like Bo Peep was dropping, Bo Peep was dropping bombs. I was like, girl, we need to get Bo Peep a TED talk. Like, it was nuts. And yeah, like Winnie the Pooh, all the quotes that he says, and Tinkerbell love Tinkerbell. You have to believe in order for her to be bright, right? There's Disney is so incredibly woke. And I am so grateful that Disney is planting those seeds in children's minds early on, because the life lessons that Disney teaches is out of control. I'm literally going to quote Bo Peep in my book. That's how much Toy Story 4 changed my life. <laughs> for me, it was Christopher Robin because I, I I was not familiar with the Winnie the Pooh stories before. But after I saw that movie and the way that they tie in Christopher Robin and how he's changed as a kid, I'm pretty sure I cried a few times. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was like, you guys are so true. Life is not, not that serious. And then you lose sight of what's really important. Oh, so freaking good. So good. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up here, but are there any parting words for anyone listening or watching to this episode on this very special day, July 7th? <laughs> Even though this episode will come a little bit later, but just a little shot on the 7th. <laughs> yeah, it's about the, the, the day of the recording. That's equally as important. So, you know, you, uh, everyone listening, you got a little sneak peek of what I always end all of my experiences with that where I'm speaking in uh what would be my my tinder bio the first part of my bio <laughs> and that is that things don't take time they take courage I don't care if you're 20 years old listening to this 30 40 50 60 age has nothing to do with where you're headed has nothing to do with how much you know it has nothing to do with you launching your dreams off of the ground and just know that time, right? It's really easy to say, oh, maybe one day, maybe someday, right? Oh, Alex, like I listened to Alex on this podcast and it was so inspiring. Like I want to do those things, but maybe one day, maybe someday, just know time is simply a witness. Time watches you do stuff and it also watches you not do stuff. It's not a factor in your joy and fulfillment and your success. You know what is? Being courageous. Courage is this wrecking ball that comes in and it breaks through the noise, it breaks through the stories, and it makes these seemingly far out goals and dreams come right in front of you in an instant. It makes everything possible. I, I call it, you know, when I act courageously and I, I live by this philosophy, I enter myself into the field of possibility. And man, if you walk, if you step foot into your own damn field of possibility, buckle up. Because life about to be real fun. <laughs> Things about to get really crazy. <laughs> but I want to leave you with that. Like, if you're feeling inspired, I want you to go do something. Even if it's something small. If you need to journal right now. If you need to pick up that damn phone and ask that question to that person. 
right? If you need to write that blog post, if you need to start that business, I don't care what it is, go do it. As we know with this pandemic, life is short. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Like every moment is so precious. And I want you to be the person that you want to be and do the things that you want to do. Because if I can do it, you sure as hell can too. Thank you so much for those kind, inspiring, thrilling words. I, I do hope that people have gotten all the nuggets because there's many of them. I'm pretty sure you're going to have to rewatch or re-listen to this because there's way too much on here to just listen to it once. It's like a good book. Do you have a name for the book yet? It's called Things Don't Take Time, They Take Courage. Just making sure. I was like, I'm not sure if that will just be a common phrase or if that's the actual title. Yeah, that's the title. And then the, the subtitle is Break Through the Noise and enter the field of possibility. Alex, where can people find you? Where can they find Purpose Pioneers? Where can they keep up with Alex? Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually taking a little sabbatical from uh, social media. This way I can write a book and launch a podcast. So the best way, we're actually going to revamp some things. Um, so the best way to contact us and stay up to date with all the fun things we're doing, head to our website, purposepioneers.com. You can learn more about our movement, we're going to be posting about our live event, which is coming up at the end of the year. We're going to share about our podcast on there. So if you just want to be all up in the Purpose First movement, just head there. And then if you are curious about what I'm up to when it comes to speaking and, and my thought leadership on behalf of Purpose Pioneers, just head to Alexandria Agresta. You can learn more about what I'm up to on stage, all the fun things that I talk about. And if you have a podcast and you want to get down with some combo, there's a little button on there where you can have me on your podcast. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that button. <laughs> I, I made that button. <laughs> Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence today. I appreciate you and I look forward to seeing with you and your movement. Yes. Complete in this purpose for you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much.